0: I thought where I was was where I wanted to stay, but God knew if she stays here, she will get comfortable here and she will never pursue the true goals of her heart. She will never pursue the things that I have for her. She thinks this is the best, but there is so much more. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the CC America podcast, a show dedicated to helping others get mentally fit through testimonies of faith, inspiration and transformation. We hope you enjoy the show. Welcome to another taping of the CC America Podcast. I am your host, Tamiria Jordan, and I started this labor of love in March 2020 based on a vision I got back in August of 2010. And what I will say is this show has been so impactful to me in so many ways, and I hope that it will be a blessing to you as well as you continue to download past episodes and listen to new episodes But if this is your first time joining us, this show was created to really inspire the lives of others. How we do that is by sharing stories of faith, inspiration, and transformation. So I can tell you, you are in for a treat as I share a little bit more about what rejection has taught me about life. So I'm pretty sure that this is a topic that I probably will need to have more than one episode on but I will share some personal examples that I hope will really inspire you. So rejection, why this, why now? In the age of social media, in the age of comparisons, because you get to see everyone's grass greener, essentially, um, because you don't really know the truth of what individuals may be facing, many of us may feel like, you know, why is my life not going the way that I planned? Why aren't things seemingly working out for me? And it truly is one of those things where you realize that comparison is the thief of joy. But when I tell you that rejection has been one of the biggest blessings for me, and I'm not going to say that it's easy because by no means has this road been easy, but I I realized CC America wouldn't be CC America without experiencing rejection. And so I was doing a little bit of research and in psychology today, there's a study by FMRI that show that the experience of rejection and an experience of physical pain can both activate the same areas of the brain. Because at the end of the day, we all want to belong. We want to feel like we are loved. We want to feel that we are needed, that, that people want to be around us. Um, and when we think about rejection, it even goes into the areas of things that are simple. I remember being rejected, so to speak, for multiple sports teams when I tried out. But it didn't mean that I wouldn't ever play for those teams. It just meant that it wasn't the right time for me then. So I'm going to jump right in and tell you a little bit about the history of CC America and then also share some other examples of why I say rejection has been a blessing for me. So back in 2010, when I got the vision for CC America, it was after a time where I felt rejected, where I literally felt like everything that I had worked for, all of the things that I was doing to make sure that I measured up it was literally just thrown out the window. Um, I had an encounter with a person who was not necessarily the most honest individual. And literally, I feel like in that moment, they took it upon themselves to personally ruin the things that I had worked hard for. So I had always demonstrated support. I had always demonstrated care. I was always going above and beyond, especially in the workplace. And this individual, because we had a disagreement, decided to essentially spread these rumors about me as a person and about me as a leader to essentially have others join them in that quest to change the trajectory of my career. And at that time, I would say, I was really frustrated and I was hurt because I remember thinking to myself, why did I do this? And I remember saying to the individual, I said, you know, why was I doing all of this? Why was I staying the extra hours? Why was I steady trying to prove myself to people that regardless of what I said, regardless of what proof I may have had, they didn't care because in that moment, it was only about them and what they thought. And so while I was hurt by the situation and by the individual who essentially led this effort to have me removed from a position, I remember thinking, what was the last four or five years for? Why was I doing all this to show that I was good enough? And so I kept fighting against what was destined to happen, meaning if it weren't for that individual not being honest, me trying to prove myself, me having proof and trying to show it so that I could get people on my side, I realized that none of that mattered because the only thing that mattered to them in that moment is what they wanted to believe about me. And so I started to question everything. I started to question, you know, am I able to communicate? Am I a good leader? Am I able to do these things? When the reality is, They knew very well that I could, but I didn't know if I could, because I believed what others tried to project on me. And the reason I say that it ended up being a blessing, I remember in a particular meeting, I said, I was blessed before I got here. I will be blessed if I stay and blessed if I leave. And it was so true because after that incident, I stayed for seven more years and did very well. I progressed in my career. I figured out what I really wanted to do. I said, you know what? Maybe this isn't the area that I really wanna be in. And I thought back to a time, about four years prior to that, where I I made a declaration. I said, I really want to be in training and development. And the trajectory that I was on wasn't necessarily preparing me for a career in training and development. And so when I think of where I am now as a training and development manager for a global international insurance broker, I thought to myself, wait a minute, I literally am where I said I wanted to be, but I didn't get here by traditional means. Meaning I thought where I was, was where I wanted to stay, but God knew if she stays here, she will get comfortable here and she will never pursue the true goals of her heart. She will never pursue the things that I have for her. She thinks this is the best, but there is so much more. And so in that situation, I remember feeling angry, feeling frustrated and feeling like, what was it all for? And there was a time where things got really dark because I felt like no matter what I did, it was never good enough. There were people always watching, looking for something to say about what I was doing or how I was doing it, or was it taking too long? Despite the fact that I had 100% quality, I had really good results. It took someone coming in from the outside that I used to work with to say, Why do you feel this way about yourself? And I remember looking at him and thinking, Well, because this is what I keep hearing. And he said, Well, I don't know why, because you are one of the top rated examiners in our department. But the funny thing is the results didn't matter because what I was hearing were messages saying that you weren't good enough. Essentially, when you think about rejection, that's exactly what it is. You are, you feel like you're just not good enough, that you don't measure up, that you don't fit in. And I remember... Fast forwarding about maybe two months after that situation um, occurred, and that was where I got the vision for CC America, which stands for Confidence Centers of America. I had a personal goal and mission to help people who have felt like I felt, who have felt dismissed, who have felt refused, who have felt that others are withholding something from them, whether it's love and affection, whether that's support, whether that's friendship, whether that's a job, whatever it is, those feelings can still be the same and rear their ugly heads. Essentially, it's pushing someone or something away as defined by um, goodtherapy.org. And I have felt many times in my life, rejection, sadly, um, whether it was me wanting to participate in a sport, me wanting to participate in a fashion show, you get rejected sometimes from jobs that you apply for. And for a long time in my career, I never was told no when it comes to jobs. Whenever I applied, I got the job. It wasn't until after I graduated college my undergradu- for my undergraduate degree that I received my first rejection from a job I applied for. But before that, it wasn't an experience I can say that I had had, but I had been rejected in other ways. So I say all of that to say that that experience, while it was difficult in 2010, you probably wouldn't be hearing me right now on this podcast because the passion that I developed after that situation was so much stronger to really help encourage people. Now, I've always had a desire and a passion to help, especially women, because I found that when you think about history, and you think about in the workplaces, we always seem to be put a little bit behind. And so I've seen so many women who've been broken by relationships and relationships, not just being romantic, but friendships, relationships in the workplace, relationships at home with family, relationships, romantic relationships. And it breaks my heart. And it's not to say that men don't go through that rejection as well, because I'm pretty sure that any man listening to this show is like, wait a minute, have you have you taken count of how many times I've been told no by a woman, <laughs> for instance, or no by a job, or no by this group of individuals? So I'm not saying that it's it's less. I'm just saying that from a, my personal experience, I see so many people who are broken, and. I think a lot of that does come from feeling rejected, feeling like you don't measure up, feeling like you're not good enough, ultimately leading to sometimes a broken heart, sometimes leading to depression, anxiety, because you're steadily trying to measure up to someone else's expectations of you. And I was listening to an amazing message by Joyce Myers recently, And it was called Unrealistic Expectations. And I love the the aspect of the message where she said, you will never meet everyone's expectations because everyone has a different expectation of you. Everyone expects something different, but you get to choose how you show up. So in hindsight, I'm glad the stuff happened in 2010 the way that it did. That year was tough. We had lost some family members and I just remember feeling sad, feeling overwhelmed. Um, I had gone through things in romantic relationships. I was dealing with rejection on the job. There were people who were smiling in my face and stabbing me in my back. And I questioned everything about what I knew about myself. And for a moment, I stopped believing in myself and I had to find myself again and figure out, okay, what is it that I want? What is it that I need and it's not about what other people think necessarily about me it's one what do I think about myself first and yes other people can have opinions but you don't have to let those opinions define you they most certainly can think what they want to think about you and sometimes there may be times where you do need to hear tough feedback and maybe they did get it right but if you don't love yourself You will take on everything that people dump on you, even if they are projecting from their own issues, meaning there may be something lacking in them that they see in you that they want. They don't realize that the reason they're trying to stop you is not because they care about you. They could be jealous. They could want what you have. You know, you never know the true motives and intent of anyone else, the only thing you can judge are the actions. So when you think about yourself and where you want to be and what you want to accomplish, you have to think for a moment, what is it that I need for myself? What do I need in this moment? Sure, I've heard all these things about me which tell me that I'm not good enough, but what do I know about myself? And once you figure out what you know about yourself, you'll be unstoppable. And I remember after that situation, I said, you know, one day I am going to release Confidence Centers of America. I am going to inspire people. I am going to host events. I am going to talk and encourage. I will be on stages encouraging people. These are things I wrote down way back when, 2010, when I wrote down the vision. For CC America to inspire the lives of others through service, dedication, and faith. I meant it. I even put it on my wall at my job so I could remind myself every day when I went in that even if things didn't feel good, that God had a plan for my life. And that's one example, but there are so many others. I remember when I was in uh, middle school, I wanted to participate in a fashion show. And at the time, I was a lot taller than the other students and uh, curvier is how I'll describe it. And I was told no, but I wasn't given a reason. So of course I was heartbroken. And, and as they said in psychology today, the feeling of rejection, has it triggers the same response in your brain as physical pain. And I felt really bad in that moment. I started questioning, why am I not good enough? And because I had heard for years about my weight, um, so individuals used to comment on the fact that I wasn't as small as maybe some of the other kids in my peer group, I had a negative self view of myself and my weight. So of course, when you are told that you cannot participate in a fashion show and you are not given any other reason, there were people who were tapped to be in the show, but I wasn't. And I was in seventh grade and I remember my grandmother going to talk to the fashion show coordinator. And she said, you know, why would you tell a child that they can't participate in something and not tell them why? And the, the woman at the time, I don't know what her reasonings were. The only thing I can think of is because I didn't fit the mold of what they felt like a model should look like. Um, and I remember my grandmother coming back to me and she said, even if they ask you now because they didn't want you before, say no. And I really wanted to participate in the fashion show. But let me tell you, I participated, I participated excuse me in the fashion show. I wasn't officially in it, but my grandmother and my family made sure that I was beautiful and glowing. So they brought me a new gown, they put a little makeup on my face, and they were like, when you go to the show, you're going to look like you belonged in the show, even though they didn't choose you. And I remember that moment. It was a defining moment for me because I was like, they didn't want me to do it, but that doesn't mean that I'm not worthy of doing a fashion show or being in one. The very first one I did, I was five, if I remember correctly. And I was in a hair show. And then fast forward, I've been able to grace stages um, with some celebrities. Uh, they are, There were celebrity events in like the Hampton Roads area. I've been able to model uh, in a fashion show for Ashley Stewart. And so there are times where, like I said, the rejection has been a blessing because that moment in seventh grade, I remember feeling bad about it but then when my grandmother was like no if they didn't want you that's fine they can choose not to want you but then if they come back and ask you you can choose not to want that want that situation because you weren't one of their top picks or you weren't a choice for them period when i did ask i was told no until my grandmother got involved which meant that if they said yes now It would be out of pity or because they felt forced, not because they really wanted me, which you still feel rejected. So I didn't feel any better. (laughs) Um, And so I think about various situations throughout my life where I have felt that. And the reason I say this, there will probably be other shows on this topic is because there are countless examples, but those examples I think will help free someone. Whoever is supposed to hear this message, I hope and pray that they hear it. Because know that in every situation in life, you will encounter rejection. They rejected Jesus. Joseph was rejected by his brothers. His brothers were jealous of him and decided to pretend that he was dead as opposed to killing them. Thank goodness they didn't kill him. But jealousy and envy will make people do some really ugly things. And because of life and how things go. And the fact that we are in a fallen world, we can expect that rejection will come. But sometimes even in that rejection, God has a bigger plan. So when you think about Joseph's story in the Old Testament, he was one of Jacob's 12 sons and his brothers knew that the father loved him. And because they were jealous, they sold him into slavery. But it was him being sold into slavery, which eventually led to him being one of Pharaoh's officials. So he ended up helping, which is the funny thing. He ended up literally going from, you know, his brothers selling him into slavery, people lying on him, him being jailed. Him going through so much, you know, because of people being jealous that even in the midst of that, God was still setting him up for victory. He was allowing him to be in a position to bless his brothers later on. And it was so interesting that even after being lied on, being mistreated that he still didn't trade poison for poison. And I thought to myself, you know what? I want to be like that. I don't want to trade poison for poison just because someone rejected me or made me feel bad about myself. That's more of an issue on their end than it is on mine. And fast forward, I started to realize that. And even when I think about romantic relationships, like I said, there have been plenty of times where I felt rejected, where I felt like the person that I was with didn't want to be with me. And not because necessarily that they said it, it was their actions. It was the things that they didn't say that made me realize that maybe I'm not as much of a priority to them or the decisions that they chose to make were decisions that would ultimately be hurtful to me. But In that moment, they probably didn't care. But I'm realizing that people who have chosen to do those things, it was their choice. And as I took inventory of my past relationships, I started to see a pattern, whether it was with friendships, romantic relationships, relationships on the job, is that in a quest to feel accepted, to be confident in who I am, to not feel rejection, I allowed certain things to happen. I allowed people to not necessarily treat me in the best way. And so I remember seeing a quote by James Baldwin that says, I can't believe what you say because I see what you do. And oftentimes I would take what people would say at face value And I would ignore the signs. I would ignore what they were doing. And now I'm at a place where I realize slowly I'm getting to this place. I'm getting stronger and stronger by the day. But I am truly seeing that other people's actions have more to do with them than they do with me. And so when you realize that you will stop allowing other people to mistreat you. You will start to love yourself. You will start to respect yourself. You won't look for admiration from others because you will admire the person that God made you. You will forgive yourself for the mistakes you've made and for also allowing other people to take advantage of you. You will accept who you are, flaws and all, and you will continue to nurture and develop the person that you want to become. So for me, The reason I say rejection has been a blessing is because God knew that in order for her to be the person that I called her to be, she has to experience these things because who's going to listen to a teacher who doesn't have the experience, just like a job, a job chooses people based off experience, education, and a whole host of other factors. And so in life, if my goal is to truly inspire individuals and help them with their self-esteem, why would I think that my self-esteem wouldn't be tested? And literally, that's what I feel like I'm going through right now, where there is a fight from the enemy because our our battle is not with individuals. Oftentimes it's a spiritual battle. He wants me to believe that I'm not good enough, that I don't measure up. Why are you doing what you're doing? No one's going to listen anyway. Those self-limiting beliefs, those thoughts that you get, the thoughts that no one knows about, the things that scare you, that try to keep you down, really take an inventory of that and saying, you know what? Am I going to continue to believe these lies? Or am I going to speak truth to myself and over myself? What messages am I going to affirm? Am I going to affirm what the enemy is whispering to me in the midnight hour? Or am I going to affirm what God says about me at noonday? When the sun comes up, will I say this is going to be another tough day because I was rejected? Or will I say, you know what? Today is another opportunity for me to rise, for me to shine, for me to grind. (laughs) So you have to figure out what the role of rejection has meant to you. Like meaning what the, when I say the role, meaning when you have been rejected, what has it done for you? Because it does hurt. But when you take an attitude of gratitude, you'll realize that things are still, even in the midst, working out for your good, even when we don't see it. So again, we think about Joseph. He was rejected. Jesus. He was rejected. (laughs) There were so many people in the Bible that experienced rejection. And in James 15, verse 18, it says, if the world hates you, keep in mind that it hated me first. And they did. And he was perfect. So I am grateful for the messages I've been hearing. It literally is just confirmation that, you know, this life will be interesting, but this is what the enemy wants. He wants you to feel like you're not good enough. He wants you to feel like you don't measure up. But in Psalm 34 verses 17 through 20, it says, when his people pray for help, he listens and rescues them from their troubles. The Lord is there to rescue all who are discouraged and have given up hope. The Lord's people may suffer a lot, but he will always bring them safely through. Not one of their bones will ever be broken. And I know that in life, Christians have been persecuted. And so when we read something like that, we're like, how? But they're persecuting us. But I will say that I believe in everlasting life. And even if they can kill on the earth side, your body, they cannot take your soul. And that's one thing I'm learning as it relates to rejection as well. People can come against you and they can lie on you. They can do things to you that make you feel rejected. that make you feel like you're not enough. But what I will say is they can't take away your character. They can't take away your knowledge. They can't take away your spirit. They can try to dim your light, but they can't take it away unless you give it away. Because the enemy is literally looking to destroy us. And the word tells us that he he counts us as sheep for the slaughter. He wants to destroy us, but he doesn't have permission to kill us. He doesn't. He will try, but he can't. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And when you think about it, he wants to steal your identity. He wants you to realize, he wants you to think that you don't have an identity, that you are not important, that you don't matter. He wants to kill your confidence, your esteem, your faith in God, your hope. He wants to kill those good things that make you who you are. Why? Because he doesn't want other people to see your light shining. He wants to destroy it. He literally wants you to be done. Because if you weren't doing things that were good, things that were worthy of report, things that weren't going to potentially destroy his kingdom, he wouldn't fight you as hard. I'll tell you, I've been in plenty of battles in my life and I'm in one of the biggest ones right now. But God, even in the mist, people see a glow. And when I tell you that is nothing but the Lord, there are things that people have no idea that I face day in and day out. And I may or may not share. Some things I do share, some things I don't. It really just depends on the timing because I do think that that matters as well. And in due time, if I feel like, you know, hey, this is something I should share, I will. And I saw a quote on Instagram yesterday that said, sometimes we heal in public so the ones doing it in private can keep going. I have a passion to encourage and inspire people so they can keep going. That's why I use the acronym Fit Life for this show Stories of Faith, Inspiration, and Transformation. Do you have a Fit Life? We think about our physical appearance in terms of fitness, but also our mental health is important. What are you doing to make sure that you're fit overall, not just in physical appearance and stature and, you know, having abs, but really what about your mental state? What are you doing to help protect that? And so I've been doing a lot of soul searching, a lot of self-care because it's necessary for the battle that I'm in right now. But what I'm realizing again is that other people's rejection is not a reflection on me. It's a choice that they're making and they have the right to make that choice. But guess what Tamaria also has? She has the right to choose herself. So if someone else's decisions or choices show that you are not worthy or important to them, You get to choose yourself. If a job says they don't want you, that is okay. Because guess what? Their rejection might actually catapult you into doing something that you really wanted to do, accomplishing a goal that you really wanted to accomplish. And it may actually help you move into your destiny. And I remember a while back um, when I first got on social media, I remember seeing, um, Famous failures, there was a meme that was going around that was sharing, you know, who some of the big names were that have failed. Essentially, they were people who were rejected. (laughs) So one example is Einstein. Einstein didn't speak until he was four years old. He was expelled from school and his teachers described him as mentally slow. We all know what Einstein did. Michael Jordan, one of the greatest basketball players of all time, was cut from his high school basketball team for lack of skill. (laughs) Oprah Winfrey, she had a rough and abusive childhood. She was fired from her job as a reporter because she was unfit for TV. And she's built a billion-dollar business, and she is the face of her brand the face that they said was unfit for TV or the person that they said was unfit for TV. And there are countless examples of people who went through the same thing. Heck, even Steve Jobs was removed from the company he started. (laughs) So imagine the feelings of rejection that came along with that. So I encourage you, look up successful people who failed. There were people who didn't believe in them. There were people who told them no, but it's because God gives you a vision. He doesn't give it to everyone else necessarily. He may bring people who will help you along the way. And I love how T.D. Jake says it in um, one of his books, but he says, you can't explain to a turtle a giraffe decision. And it's so true. Um, And he has a book called Instinct. And also in that book, he says the giraffe doesn't need the affirmation of the things on the ground because they cannot see on the level of his vision. They have a different perspective. So sometimes we're going to people on the ground to ask us to help with our vision when they will never see what you see because they haven't gone through what you've gone through. Because God gave the vision to you. He gave you the foresight. He gave you that understanding. And we ask other people to validate it because we don't want to feel rejection. We want to feel like we're on the right path. And I've done that for far too long in my life, needing affirmations from other people when God already told me that I'm fearfully and wonderfully made and I am enough. You are enough. The gifts, the goals, the desires, the dreams that he's put inside of you, keep pushing because one day you will reach your goal if you do not give up. Don't lose heart, keep going. And even when people reject you, ask God to show you why were you rejected in this moment or make a different decision. And you know what's funny? There was one example that I wanted to share that I completely forgot about. So before I wrap up this show, I have to tell you this because it's kind of funny, but it's not really funny, but it ended up being funny. So when I was in college, talk about major rejection. So you think about like cheerleader culture, dance culture. You think of like Bring It On, for instance, the movie. And when I was in college my freshman year, I had auditioned for a lot. Like I said, I auditioned for teams in middle school. Like I auditioned for the volleyball, not audition. I tried out for volleyball twice, didn't make it. And then by the time I got to high school, I ended up being co-captain. It's funny. Um, And I'm not saying I was the absolute best volleyball player, but in addition to developing new skills and having, you know, leadership qualities, I was selected as co-captain. The funny thing is with a lot of the times I've been rejected, I ended up Progressing, I was rejected for tennis at least two times. Um, and I finally made the team. I was always sitting on the bench, but I finally made the team. And I remember, remember participating in a tournament and I did pretty well. They didn't expect me to come out the way that I did because there was an expectation, but I did better than they thought. But that's not the story I wanted to tell you. I digress. The story I wanted to tell you was about my freshman year in college and I remember I saw a sign for auditions for the dance team. Now, if you know me, I have been dancing for a very long time since I was younger. I always wanted to go to like a a fancy dance school. But um, because my mom was paying for me to go to private school, I couldn't attend one of the dance academies. But I was able to participate in other community dance programs. And one that changed my life was Playmakers in Petersburg, Virginia. And so I was able to dance and hone in on that gift. So in high school, I continued to dance at the governor's school. I became a major at my senior year um, for Petersburg high school. And then in college, I was like, oh my gosh, like I want to audition for this dance team. And of course, when I started seeing the skills of the other women around me, I got nervous and I was like, you know, am I in my lane? Should I try this? Should I not? But I had courage. I was like, you know what? I, I've tried out for teams before and I didn't make it, which I think was a good lesson for me because you realize that not everything will be for you. And sometimes we're just not skilled in certain areas. Other times we may be skilled, but the denial may be for a period. It may not be forever. And so I said, I'm going to audition. And I remember going to the audition. Um, They said that I did well. In fact, they said that I made the team. So I was elated. My name was on this big poster for the dance team at my university, and it was my freshman year. So I was feeling myself. I was excited. I was like, oh, my gosh, I made the dance team. And I was I was just so thrilled. Now, between the day that I was told I made the dance team, <laughs> I, and I um, got some devastating news a couple days later, In between that time, I remember talking to one of my aunts and she was like, man, you you make everything that you try out for. Like, that's impressive. I'm so proud of you. And I was like, no, I've had my times where I didn't make it, but I'm just grateful that I made the team. So super excited. I'm like, yes, I made it. So we go out to buy knee pads and I'm ready to get my stuff together because my freshman year, I'm like, I'm on the dance team. I'm going to be in dance practice. I want to do all these things. And then I go to practice on the first day and the coach says, oh, I need to talk to you. And I'm thinking, for what? Like, we're about to start rehearsal. Like, what's going on? She pulls me aside and tells me that they made a mistake. And I'm thinking, a mistake? You put my name on a poster. You literally went the whole weekend. You could have called me and said, hey, we made a mistake. You didn't really make the team. You wait until we're in a public forum And you have me come to the first rehearsal when we have the entire team there to pull me aside and tell me you made a mistake. Talk about shame, humiliation, and rejection. I didn't even want to go back in the room. I was so embarrassed and so hurt because she had ample opportunity to talk to me before I got into that room in front of everyone. So everyone knew that I was the woman who made the team but didn't. So that's why I said it's funny because... I made the dance team, but I didn't. (laughs) And I remember crying and feeling so hurt and feeling, again, rejected. But I turned that rejection into something different. Instead of going out and getting one job my freshman year, I ended up with two. Fast forward to where I am now, I ended up getting a job in customer service. And so that job in customer service, I used to work for Starbucks and that was where I ended up meeting the recruiter for Geico. So it's funny, I was rejected from a, a standpoint with regard to dance, but it opened up so many other doors. I met so many people during my time working at Starbucks. I developed customer service skills that I still use today. I was also working at our convocation center as an event staff. Um, so I was making a little bit of money on the side to help with regard to some expenses that I had. But then on top of that, I was developing skills that I still use today. And the moment being rejected from the dance team was really hurtful, but it ended up being a blessing. Because like I said, that's where I met and interacted with the recruiter for GEICO. So she always remembered me. So then fast forward, I wasn't even their first pick for the, in- the internship I applied for. There was another young lady that they wanted. So again, I was rejected, but funny story, she ended up getting another job offer. So they came back to me. So I wasn't their first pick, but the person that they chose didn't choose them. So then they came back to me. This was a little bit different than my fashion show story where we were like, okay, you know what? You're going to go, but you're not going to be in the show now because they didn't want you. This time I was like, okay, well, it worked out in my favor. It was just a delay in terms of when I started. And literally, I started interviewing for that job in, I want to say, May of 2004. I didn't start with the company until January 2005. But in between that time, I ended up getting an internship back at home. So had I gotten that job, I wouldn't have been able to spend my summer at home in Petersburg. I ended up getting a job with the State Corporation Commission in Virginia, in the Bureau of Insurance, And fast forward, when I started with GEICO in January of 2005, I had already got an experience as an intern for the State Corporation Commission during the summer months and also December of that year. So I was able to spend more time with my family because once I started that job at GEICO, I wasn't able to travel home as often, especially because of my work schedule. So I was working part-time and also going to school full-time. So everything happens for a reason. And while I may have been hurt, God knew back then, I need her to learn this. I need her to see this. I need her to experience this. So a lot of times we may not understand the path. We may not understand the reason. But when we take a step back and we look at it from the 4,000 foot view, we'll start to see, oh, wait a minute, things were falling into place, even though I felt rejected. That relationship that didn't work out. You know what? Now I'm more confident in myself. I was looking for someone else to to lift me up, to encourage me, to make me feel beautiful. But guess what? Now I can do that for myself. I don't need someone to tell me I'm beautiful to believe it. So you see how that all works? It's literally stepping stones to help you become the person that you are. So on this Tuesday... Anyone out there who is listening to this message, I believe that you are listening to this message on purpose and that I hope that something that I've shared will inspire you to keep going. And even in the midst of that rejection, even in the midst of feeling like you may not be good enough, why were you the person they didn't choose? That's more about that other person than it is about you. It's their choice. They can choose you. But you are the only one that can choose yourself. And if you don't choose yourself, you give away your power. And ironically, the verse of the day says, Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ hath made us free and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Rejection can become a It can be bondage for you. Because if you stay in that place, you'll never be able to move forward. With Christ, there's liberty. He's made us free. We are free from rejection. We are free from self-limiting beliefs. We are free from doubt. We are free from anger and bitterness. We are free from resentment. We are free from anything the enemy is trying to entangle us in to keep us down. So on that good note, people, I hope you have a wonderful day and that you would just continue to be encouraged and uplifted and know that no matter what anyone else says, you are enough if you choose to be enough for yourself first and you choose to believe what God says about you. Get that right first. God, make sure you are there for yourself. Then you can really truly be present for other people family, friends, whomever it is that God allows to your life, you can be there for them once you put him first. And then you realize that you need to be a whole person before you can help anyone else. So let's keep healing. Let's keep believing. And let's keep going because you are worth it. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the CC America podcast. We appreciate you tuning in week after week and joining us for stories of faith, inspiration, and transformation. So that you never miss an update, please subscribe at www.ccamericapodcast.com. You can also follow us on all of our social media platforms at CC America, LLC. You can also just search for CC America on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. We hope that you are encouraged and inspired by this show. If so, please don't hesitate to share the episodes or let people know that you are listening so that they too can be inspired. We appreciate your support and until next time, be blessed.